0: How's it going, everybody? Thank you for joining us here on the Dropping the Gloves. A little late this week. You know, a little tardy. It's Tuesday. This will be released maybe Tuesday night. It's okay. It's okay. Don't, Don't fret. Nothing's wrong. Tim was just coming off that bachelor party high, and he was getting his life back together. So thank you for joining us. We appreciate the support. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Tim's grinning. You know he had a good weekend. He got together. His brother's getting married. He planned the big epic bachelor party. I'm not even making this up. And I know you guys are going to think I'm crazy. I think Tim and his friends went to every single Dungeons & Dragons place in Boston. They did a Dungeons & Dragons tour. Then they went to Selma and did a, a witch tour of selma is that right salem salem Salem. (laughs) selma (laughs) i'm an an idiot but i want. i I haven't heard a thing about your weekend i i sent him a text i said be careful have fun and i don't know what happened last time you sent me a picture you were getting your tux fitted and it was a big special spot there's a picture of you or there was a picture on the wall of jumbo and some geek and i'm like who's the nerd and you're like, it's Sergey Samsonov.
1: <laughs> it's <so laughs> from like 1999 or something. Man, yeah. that
0: guy looked like a geek. And then you put him on skates and he was just like insane. So good. Better than Jumbo, their rookie year, Sergey Samsonov. That guy was incredible. But anyway, so t- everybody wants to know, I want to know too, how was the weekend? What did you guys get up to?
1: Oh, uh, it's quite the buildup. It was good. It was good. It was uh, n- not crazy, as you know. But we started on Saturday and went to this brewery in, in Braintree, and had my uh, brother, my brother's friends, and then some uncles and cousins, and basically all the his fiance's dad, and just a big crew. And then we went and did something called archery tag, which is like it's like dodgeball or paintball, but it's bows and arrows with like phone tips. I wasn't it was too actually, far off.
0: I, I was going to say was, LARPing. But I...
1: <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was nuts. It was like, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was like an hour and a half running around and you like, it was a big group, but there's some strangers and stuff too. And yeah, that was a lot of fun. I think the boys liked it again. Like these guys, they're not like heavy drinkers. They're not big partiers. So they all grew up together. And so, like we kind of leaned into like the nostalgia. They've known each other since they were like four or five years old. So, growing up watching Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and the stuff, right up their alley. So that was fun. Um, Let me ask you
0: this: What's the age yeah. range of the people you played with
1: this archery tag? I'm guessing eleven, twelve. No, no, no. It was all adults. Um, wow. Yeah, there might have been like a teenager. I don't remember. And then probably up as high as forty, maybe. There was one guy who was really good. We were trying to guess. Like, I think he comes probably twice a week. He was like yelling stuff out. He knew the rules. Like, there's different games. So, like, you play, I don't know, eight or nine times, and each one there's like a different variable of the game where you can't stand in certain places. You have to do different things, and um, but he knew them all, and he was like, it's like dodgeball. If you catch an arrow, the other person comes back in or something, and he just was just
0: catch an arrow. Did you catch an arrow?
1: Yeah, I caught one. I got hit every game. I mean, it's fun. And I was, I'm also a bigger target than most of the people out there. And, but it was good. And then, yeah, dinner, drinks, a few like arcade type places. There's there's like a speakeasy arcade where we waited in line for 20 minutes. I knew what it was, but it's like a small little grilled cheese place in Cambridge near MIT. And they were kind of like, what why why are we waiting in line for grilled cheese? Like there's really good tacos across the street. And then you go through the freezer door on the side, opens up to this huge arcade. Really cool. That was a cool moment for them and stuff like that. Yeah. Not too wild, but it was a lot of fun.
0: All right. Very good. Sounds ex- So he was it was it was a success. Your brother was
1: happy. He he texted me the next morning and said like he couldn't it couldn't have gone better or something like that. So yeah. And the boys had fun and I was up the next morning at 7 a.m. on the train heading to the airport, so it was pretty quick turnaround, but it was fun.
0: Did you guys get dinged up from the hurricane in North Carolina? Any damage?
1: No. No, I was talking to someone who was here because I was out of town, obviously, and it said, like, wind and rain, but nothing crazy. No.
0: All right. Well, good. We're. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't get in too much trouble. No. No you did trouble. You good, Tim. You're growing up. You're growing up. Well, good. Another big success. You know, hockey starting all over the place. NHL. We're going to get into my alma mater, Michigan Tech. Tim coming into this this season ranked twentieth in the preseason polls. That's okay for them. Last few years they've been they've been ranked a little higher. This is the highest amount. I was talking to a couple of guys from the program. I'm a Michigan Tech insider. You got all the NHL teams. I was talking to one of the guys um, who was a higher up on the team. They have 17 new players this year on the team. 17.
1: Is that all graduating seniors or what?
0: They had a bunch of graduating seniors. They had a few juniors leave for the professional ranks. So they brought in 17 people. Now, mind you, all of them might not see the ice.
1: Yeah.
0: 17 people into the program. I think overall you can have 23 scholarships. And so you spread that, over. Oh, there's a quarter, there's a, there's a half, Handful of fools, then you have people who are just walk-ons, non-scholarship guys. So they probably have 30 people on the team, maybe 35, 17 of them. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. So, anyways, they they Michigan Tech got started 2 0 this past weekend. Very exciting stuff. I, you, I love uh, me some Michigan Tech.
1: Did you start all four years?
0: Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Much like my pro career was funny. My first freshman year, the team started off fairly slow. I think I sat the first three games and they lost the first three, and then I came into the lineup, but I didn't leave the rest of my time there. Obviously, I had some off-ice issues that I got suspended and on-ice issues I got suspended for, but if I wasn't suspended, I was playing. I didn't get injured. There was only a few minor suspensions along the way that I that I had to miss some time. But, yeah, they're, they're back in action. I, I got to get you up there for Winter Carnival. It's incredible. It really is asp- That would be and fun. We're doing yeah. the GLI this year. Not not at the Joe Lewis Arena. It's at the Van Andel one in Grand Rapids. So there's a few new teams. We'll, we'll discuss that at a later date. But, yeah, check it. Mem to you. I'm waiting for the day when they win the national championship. I'm going to go bonkers. I think the last time they won it was, I want to say, 72. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. But from where our, the program was when I was there to where it is now, it's a pretty impressive just progress. Because I, uh, when I was there, we were garbage. Absolute garbage. I think the most wins we had in the season was like eight, maybe not. I don't think we hit double digits. We were bad, very, very bad. Now they're ranked nationally. Guys going to the NHL every year. It's quite a turnaround. Little, little hope in Michigan. Better than your podunk Boston universities thing. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. This episode, we're going to do bold predictions. Last year, I got a lot of pushback for my bold predictions. The Alex Ovechkin one. He won't score 30 goals. People still team me up weekly. You loser. You don't know anything. You're a bum. All you did was fight. Fine. Bull prediction. Obviously I missed on that one. Other ones I was dead on. That's why they're called bull predictions. Tim and I each came up with five. I actually came up with seven just in case we overlap. I don't like sharing notes with Tim. Just like college. I don't like sharing notes. These are my notes. You make your own. I don't want to know what you're working on. So, This will be totally new when Tim tells me his bold predictions. Before that, though, there's some news I want to talk about. I'm getting a little perturbed. I'm getting a little annoyed, and I don't know if it's me or if it's anybody else. I do know it's me. I don't know if it's anybody else. Montreal, Kent Hughes, he's done a lot of good work. A lot of good work transforming this team that had a few bad contracts. He's come in. Bold prediction for the number one overall pick, taking the Slikovsky. Trying to just get over the carry Price salary cap hurdle. He trades Shea Weber. He's trying to transform this roster. There's a lot of work to do. I like what he's done early on. What I don't like is this. So this offseason, he trades one of their one of their high-end defensemen, Romanov. He trades them to the New York Islanders. Romanov did his first interview post-trade. He made an interesting comment. Quote, I think Bergevin was more human than the new GM. What does that mean? He's Russian, more likable, more, more personable, he, he was better with the players. Now you don't need a GM to be good with the players. They don't have to be your best friend, but I played for GMs who are just a holes and just think of a player like a pawn and it's not fun. So I, I get where Romanoff's coming from. Not a good look for a new GM. I get, you want to come in, you want to put your stamp on the team. You know, I'm going to play hardball. This is my team. I'm not, I'm not your friend. We're here to win hockey games. Totally understandable. Maybe he, he learns, he softens a little bit as, as he grows with his role. But that right there is a little bit of a red flag for me. Red flag number two, your number one overall pick, Soklovsky. Kid's coming in. He's 18 years old. His GM's already critiquing his play, throwing him under the bus. This is an 18-year-old kid coming over to North America. You want to build his confidence. You have a lot invested into this kid. He gives an interview. Someone asks him, what did you think about Soklovsky's play early on in preseason? They did the the camp here in Traverse City. He goes, it was a little underwhelming don't like that don't like that at all keep that stuff to yourself keep it between you and the player don't air your dirty laundry to the public it just puts an unneeded target on this kid he's going into the main camp now he's doing preseason games everybody's going to be watching him even more so than they already were this kid's got a ton of pressure on his shoulders he was an unexpected first overall pick for the Montreal Canadiens. The Montreal Canadiens. This isn't a first overall pick for Seattle or Buffalo or Ottawa. It's the Montreal Canadiens. He's going to have a bullseye on his back for his whole career. And you just up the ante in his rookie year by saying he's a little underwhelming. I don't like this. For some reason, I know some people might just brush this off. This really bothers me. And this is coming off. And the reason this bothers me is you see around the league, oh, people don't want to play in the Toronto area because there's too much pressure. Vegas is now getting a bad rep. No one wants to go to Vegas because of their GM and their culture there. Different teams have different cultures that players don't like, and he's starting off as a first-year GM, second-year GM, and he's instituting a bad culture where if I'm a free agent or if I'm a player and I'm setting my no-trade list, well, why would I want to go to Montreal when their their GM is already just throwing their players under the bus – Players are leaving that organization, and they're saying, oh, I, I didn't like the GM. He wasn't. And for a Russian, you know, it's always difficult with the, with the language barrier. He's saying Bergerman was more human than the current GM. And if anybody knows Berge, he's, he's the life of the party. So I, I don't dispute that. But he's basically saying the new GM sucks. He wasn't nice. He treated me like just a pawn. I don't know. I, I know it's a little thing. It caught my eye and I don't like it. I, I, it just it's setting Montreal up for just failure. Like it, they're turning themselves into the what they were when Gallagher and Pacoretti and Subban were there and it was toxic in the locker room. And now it looks like it's starting all over again because it starts from the top, it's a trickle down effect. And you have a GM who's not treating his players right, especially the first overall picked him. Am I reading too much into this? Because I saw those two things and I was like, whoop, strike one, strike two. Not good in Montreal so far.
1: I'm surprised. I mean, I understand you want to protect Slavkovsky and you want to protect his his confidence, his ego. It's a very, very small sample size for a GM to critique publicly. So I totally agree on that for an 18-, 19-year-old kid, whatever. The Romanov trade and what he said, I have no problem with this because you're talking about – Ken Hughes took over the Canadiens team that was – like the worst in the league coming off the Stanley cup final. They absolutely just laid an egg in the following season. Bergevin's out. Ken Hughes is in. He shouldn't be nice. He shouldn't be soft. He shouldn't be a player's GM. He should be, he's riding the ship and moving some pieces and asking for more from his players. I have no problem with him doing any of that, especially when you have Marty St. Louis as the coach where he is a player's coach. He's a former player, not too far along retired He's got the play, the eye, the ears, and the respect of the players in the room. So the GM can kind of be the bad guy. I have no problem with that. I can't remember a team that has collapsed so dramatically as the Montreal Canadiens did last year compared to their prior season. So I don't think the GM being a little bit of a not nice guy is a bad thing for that franchise at all. There's a
0: difference between being a professional and separating work from friendship to just being a jerk. <laughs> Uh, there's there's a way to go about your business and still be nice to the
1: players, well, but how is he a jerk to Romanov but just by trading him I don't know
0: there, there's you know. more there's more into that he He wouldn't say someone's more human more nice than someone just because he got traded. I'm guessing the interactions between him and Hughes were either non-existent or when they did talk it was just very cut and dry like a, and Romanov was a Bergevin guy. He wasn't a Kent Hughes, guys. Hughes, Hughes comes in, he, he just looks at the roster, and he says, I'm getting rid of you. He gets a first round for him. Good deal for both teams. I think Romanov is a good player. We'll see how it works out. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know, there's there's ways to go about things. I, I played for GMs who were just jerks. And it's just like, why would you want to play for a GM like that if I had a choice? So, All right, a couple other things, and we'll get to the the bold predictions. A few other things caught my eye, Tim. The Calgary drama continues. Daryl Sutter, he's on his his shade tour. He's just throwing shade at it. Is that what they call it these days, the kids, where you're just ripping people apart? Is it shade still?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're asking the wrong guy. But yeah, I think that one still, that still holds.
0: So he he gave this quote um, in, in the latest round of him just throwing jabs at the guys who left Kachuk and Goudreau. He says, Huberto is probably the best passer that this team has had maybe ever. Pretty funny. Is that a jab at who at uh, Gaudreau? Uh
1: yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, he started
0: with Kachuk to Foley. What is it? What has he done in the playoffs? Now he's moving on to Gaudreau, the best passer. That's Gaudreau's thing. He's a disher. That's his game. Eighth all time, I believe, in Calgary and assists. So I don't know Calgary has some pretty good playmakers. Alex Tange comes to mind. He, he was very very good with Calgary. So pretty funny stuff, though. I love it, and he does it in such a farmer's way, where it's just. There's no emotion. It's just like Yeah, Jonathan Hubert was probably the best pass for this team's ever maybe had. Probably, probably, maybe ever. Then it's just silence. No one questions him. There's no follow up. Next. And he's moving on. It's it's really funny.
1: That was a pretty good impression. That was pretty spot on. Was it? I liked it.
0: I thought it was pretty good myself. All right, another one. Now I, I sent you this clip. Willie Neilander. Making some news for good and bad reasons. Last preseason game, playing the Montreal Canadiens, who we just uh, mentioned, checking the puck. Willie's a swift skating forward. He can, he can get after the puck when he wants to. Later on in that game, he forechecked one of the Montreal defense with their tough guy, Nick Kirk, click whatever, like a, a bunch of weird letters together in his last name. Montreal's tough guy muscles him off the puck, takes the puck. Toronto eventually ends up scoring. So he we know he can get in on the puck. He's quick. He's got he's got the ability. This particular clip, 50-50 puck in the neutral zone. Willie, I think, could have gotten the puck first. Eases up, lets the D-man from Montreal get the puck. They go D-to-D. Willie goes on his way. It, it, not, not a big deal. Not a big deal if you're anybody but Willie Nylander. This happened in the playoffs last year versus Tampa Bay. This happens quite a bit with him. Fans saw it. They jumped on it. I initially saw it. I go, that's Willie Nylander. What do you expect? That That's that's Willie Nylander. People dig into it. People analyze it. People. This is a very polarizing player, very polarizing team. People are just blanket statements. That's why they don't win. Willie Nylander, bingo, bango, bongo. My take is this, and I think you'll be surprising. Yes, it's an embarrassing play. I think I said that to you right away. I said this is embarrassing, and it is. It's expected. It's what you're getting from Willie Nylander. The guy, he's going to put up 60, 70, 80 points last year, career high, good for him. That's what you get. The effort is not there on both sides of the ice. And is that indicative of the Toronto Maple Leafs not winning? I've said it before, yes. that That's my take. that That's Toronto. Now, last year, a few of their players took strides. Mitch Marner changed the way he plays. Willie Nylander, a zebra, Tim, never going to change his spots. That's just how it goes. So uh, that's just Willie. I'm not mad. I'm just that that's him. What do you think?
1: I mean, yeah, the video is bad, and and it's not the first time he's done it. So, like, I I, I get this, but we're talking about a preseason game. It's like he's probably not going that hard after – Talk about practice. Right, and like I bet I wouldn't be surprised if his coach or GM was telling him, "Okay, like, hey, don't get hurt out there." Like he knows no, that's the primary no, thing.
0: No, no, no one ever says that. No, no,
1: no. Nope. Like nope. in in baseball, if it's a, it, they don't run it out that hard. Not everyone does because it's like you know you have less than one percent chance of there being an error, and you're more likely to get hurt if you're sprinting full speed off a ball that you have no chance of getting on base anyway. So that's why a lot of these guys, big, like big Poppy, would jog because he was told to.
0: I'm telling so, you right now, that doesn't happen in hockey. Don't skate so hard. You're skating too hard. Doesn't happen.
1: It's, well, even if it didn't get told that, and it's, it's in his mind. It's a preseason game. There's no benefit of going after that. He did puck. it in the
0: playoffs last year.
1: Yeah. yeah same same yeah. play, same effort. Yeah. It was almost an identical play, too.
0: Yeah. It's Willie. Yeah. It's it's what he does, it's exactly what he does. So, yeah. I don't know why people get so worked up about it. It's like that that's what he does, so be it and I, and I have said it before, and I'll say it again that's that's a big reason why they don't win. and yes, he goes on, he scores two goals, and everyone's like, that didn't age well, facial like, no <laughs> he's still he's still that's him that's that's so okay like that's him
1: uh the it's, aging it's, tweets are just the most annoying ones. Oh, yeah. this aged well. it's like come on. Just yeah, like my tomorrow.
0: wine. I know I, I, it's stupid. All right. So the, I just wanted to talk about those things. Is there any other news you want to bring up before we get to our bowl predictions, Tim?
1: Just one quick thing. Um, Cam Talbot for Ottawa is going to be out like seven or eight weeks, which yeah. is a major bummer for them. I don't know off the top of my head who their other goalie is. Um, Again, not like you know, not a heavy contender, but this is a team that everyone sort of has their eyes on, expected to make a solid leap. He's a pretty good goaltender, and that sets him back for sure. So we'll see who ends up taking the pies in the first is Forsberg still their guy? Anton Forsberg. Yeah, Anton
0: Forsberg, yeah. yeah. And they actually just yeah. picked up a kid off Wag- Waivers Magnus Helberg because of that injury. So eh, they'll be fine. Forsberg's yeah. not a bad goaltender. I bet you they're kicking themselves for trade Matt Murray. <laughs> yeah. That no one ever. <laughs> but I don't know.
1: Pretty big, no, pretty big blow That's tire. it. But, uh, Let's get into the bull stuff. Now? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been waiting. I've been salivating. Are you ready?
0: This is fun. I like these ones because we we can do our bold predictions, and then people can just throw. I, I we went. I went positive this year. We were talking before the show. You went more positive as well. I don't. I don't think we are being as negative last year. I know we were, we were hoping guys failed. We were hoping guys didn't succeed. You know, I have a few that I could throw out there, but mostly for the most part. I think this is a positive list. Would you like to kick us off, Tim, for a bold prediction circa (laughs) 2022-23 here?
1: I would love to. And there are a couple here that I know you and the listeners are going to say are very on brand for me. You know
0: what, Tim? Before we start this, let me fire up my phone. I got to get some beers delivered because I got plans tonight and I'm not going to be able to go to the grocery store. So let me just fire up my DoorDash app. I'm going to enter our promo code. I'm going to get a 12-pack delivered to my work so I can get... It delivered here, that I don't have to go to the store before I go home because my mom, my wife's brother is in town. So we're having a big dinner over at my mother-in-law's house. So let me just fire up DoorDash, and you, all listeners, you should do this too because DoorDash gets you whatever you want, wherever you want it, wherever you are, which is a beautiful thing. You could be on a beach. You could be on a picnic. You could be on a boat, for Pete's sake. Just pull up to the dock. The driver will bring it right to the dock. I guess you got to give him a little tip, I think, but he'll bring it wherever you are. Use DoorDash, use our promo code GLOVESDD if you're in Canada. Gloves DD US if you're in the U.S. of A. Get yourself some swag, man, some food, some beers, some whiskey. It was my birthday recently, two big bottles of bourbon. I could have got it on DoorDash, but my friends gave it to me. It was nice. You know, they delivered it by hand. But you can get bourbon on DoorDash, anything you want. So use it. Use our promo code GLOVESDD if you're in Canada. GLOVESDD US. you get 25% off free delivery on the first order. Check it out. DoorDash, great company. All right, Tim, back to your first bowl prediction. What are we doing here?
1: Yeah, first one. This is not the first time I've said it on the show. Number one, Jack Hughes will score more than 100 points this season. Oh, my gosh. It's, That's it's, my first one. He had 56 points in 49 games last year. I'm projecting 39 goals, 62 assists. 101 points, about 25-ish power play points. I think he's going to really click. We don't really know the lines are going to be finalized. He's been skating with Pilat a lot this summer or this preseason. So I think he's going to really click with him. And I'm going to just emphasize that point even more. I I tweeted this on March 28th. So he had just come back from injury on December 29th. 35-game sample size last year, 35 games, 22 goals, 28 assists, 50 points, 14 power play points. That's 117-point pace. I know it's not a huge sample size, but almost a little, a little less than half a season. I think it's totally doable. I think the Devils are going to surprise some people, and Jack Hughes is going to get 100. That's my bold prediction number one. Jack
0: Hughes is a very gifted hockey player. He is very, very skilled. He needs to play a whole season. If he gets 82 games... 101 points, maybe more. I don't think he gets 82 games. I don't think he has the body type to get an 82-game season in. 5'10", 170 pounds. uh, That that will be his issue his whole career. Can you, Jack Hughes, stay healthy enough? That's what I want to know. He's a first overall pick. The kid's got talent. We know that. Can he stay healthy? If he does, I think that's a pretty – attainable prediction tim not very bold if it's a hot sauce scale not very spicy hopefully they get spicier my bold prediction is austin matthews is going to score 60 goals again
1: not very okay bold. not very he just, he just did that though come on
0: but Hughes last year in 49 games he got 56 points so average that out over an 82 game season that's like 100 like what did you say 100 and some points so Right, you are starting okay. off slow. Okay. You can't just come out and fire away right away. All right. My first bullet prediction you're going a personal one. I'll go a personal one also. We will have a, a new Rocket Richard trophy winner for the first time since 2016, 2017. For the last s- five, six years, it's been Ovechkin or Matthews. There's only been two guys who have won that trophy for a while. The winner of the Rocket Richard trophy this coming season will be Philippe Forsberg.
1: Oh, what?
0: Yeah. Last year, he had 42 goals in 69 games. Clipping along at, you know, 0.61 goals per game, elite category. Matthews, I think, had an unbelievable season. I know Matthews scored 60 and 80 games, something like that. So his goals per game were a little higher. I like Philippe Forsberg. I think last year he gelled well with Granlund and Duchesne. They bring in Nito Niederreiter, Nito, Nino Niederreiter to their lineup so they could balance out their second line a little bit. I feel like he's going to continue to progress. I like Nashville's team this year. They're going to be a little bit hungry, as Tim likes to say. And my bold prediction is Philippe Forsberg will win the Rocket Richard Trophy this season for the Nashville Predators. As strange as that sounds, he's going to beat out Dreyansaito. It's going to beat out Ovechkin. It's going to beat out Matthews. going to beat out McDavid. going to beat out Kreider. All of those guys, it's going to be Philippe Forsberg from the Nashville Predators.
1: That is a bold pick. What's your uh, what's your goal number for him? 56. Okay. Yeah. Has he ever scored 40?
0: I don't, do not believe so. Last year was his best year ever.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, so you're not shaken by the fact that he just signed a massive contract. You think he's going to have his best season now?
0: Well, based on my prediction, uh, I would say yes. Yeah, I do think okay. so. Okay. I like Nashville. I like their team this year. I'm not phased by their just absolute waxing in the playoffs by Colorado, where I thought Nashville was actually going to come out ahead. But I just like their team. If Granlin falters a little bit or gets hurt, I like Ryan Johansson. He had a bounce-back season last year. If anything fails them, it's the fact that they don't have that third and fourth line depth. Their, their third and fourth line are just meat and potato type players. There's not a lot of skill down there. There's Tanner Janot, there's Sissons, there's Trennan, Cody Glass. Like, there's no guys who can jump up in the lineup if somebody gets hurt. It, that, that's the only thing that scares me. Just say Duchesne goes down. What are you going to do on the right side? <clears throat> he, he, there's not much meat left on the bone once you get past those two first lines. But the thing that helps him out a lot, Roman Yossi. The power play, the guy just, we talked about it last episode, the luxury of having a defenseman who can control the power play, who can control the play. Roman Yosti, I want to say, he plays 70% of his shifts with Forsberg. They're out there a lot. It's just like having an extra forward. It's just like when McCarr's on the ice with McKinnon. You, you almost have four forwards on the ice because those defensemen just think offense so often. So, I, I don't know. I know it's, I know it's bold, but I think it could potentially happen. That's my first one, too.
1: Okay. Next one is a little bit uh, not quite as bold, very on brand, but I think the Bruins, number two, the Bruins are going to win the Atlantic Division. The Here's what a few things are going to happen. John, has just almost fell out of his seat. Uh, Krejci, Pasta Hall <sighs> line. We talked about this. They are finally going to full season together. Swayman's going to prove he's a legit top 10 NHL goalie. They have some major shakeups in the bottom six that are going to. Help them. This kid, AJ Greer, people, has people really excited. The injuries are not going to be that big a deal. We already saw Grizzlick like, is coming back sooner than expected. Marshawn's recovering really well. I think it's funny because we had a, we we always asked the tweets, and we had probably had four or five that were like the Bruins are going to miss the playoffs. That was a lot of people's bold prediction. John shaking his head, yes, no, they're going to go the other way. Everything's going to fall back into place for one more magical season. I'm not predicting anything with the playoffs for these guys yet, but they're going to finish first in their division. Zero percent chance that happens. Zero. So first of all, bold prediction. Second of all, not zero.
0: That's a spicy one. That's a spicy one. That's your boldest one on your list. I don't care what you have <laughs> left to say. They okay. they have a better probability of missing the playoffs altogether. Altogether. I think the top three in the Atlantic are locked in Florida, Toronto, Tampa. That goes without saying.
1: It doesn't like, go without saying. That's
0: crazy. And I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if the two wild card spots go to the division, metro, Metropolitan Division. Metropolitan Division. Tim, that's that's a that's a spicy one. That's that's a good. Marshawn's done for a good part no. of the season. Grizzly oh, yeah. is done for a good part of the season. The the first month or so, you don't know Mac-a-boy. how Krejci's Krejci's been playing with junior C players over in the Czech Republic. Bergeron's pushing forty five. The last time I checked, who. Bold
1: gonna be a big year for the Bean Town Boys. I like
0: it. I hope it happens. I hope it I actually have it was on my sub credit. Boston misses the playoffs. But I thought it was a low-hanging fruit, so I didn't want to do it because everybody's talking about Boston missing the playoffs. They're done, their windows done. This is it. They got to trade Marshawn, they got to trade pasta. I'm such a I'm more if I was a GM, I don't think I would ever build a Stanley Cup contender because I would always just sell everything. I'm like, ah, oh, we don't got the team this year. We're blowing it up. everybody. Like We're starting from scratch because that's my first instinct right away. Well, Boston, you didn't win the cup this year. Yeah. Just trade everybody. Let's go rebuild, regroup. This is not, this is not our group. My second bold prediction. Let's see. I guess I'll, I'll go to the team one. You went to a team one. I'll go to a team one as well. The Western conference finals this year. The two teams in the Western Conference final will be Calgary and Edmonton. It'll be an all-Canada Western Conference final. I think – well, obviously I think that. I think Edmonton had the best offseason of anybody. Maybe Ottawa had a better offseason, but Edmonton did well. They did really well. Resigned Kane, bring in Jack Campbell to a, a major, major area was goaltending with them. I like what they did in Calgary. Everybody talks about it. I think Huberto is going to play great. I think Cadre is going to play great. You get Mackenzie Weger in there to solidify their already epically strong defense. I think they're a little salty over last year's unceremonious playoff exit. Maybe they're a little salty that Kachuk didn't want to sign and Huberto didn't want to sign. So they're a little more motivation this year to shove it up there behind those two guys that went to quote unquote greener pastures in Florida and Columbus I think they're going to be fired up in all kinds of ways. I think Calgary to Edmonton will meet in the Western Conference final. Colorado, Stanley Cup hangover. Don't have Nazim Kadri. Maybe the boys are a little tired, licking, licking their wounds. Maybe reading the press clippings, how good they are. Take a step back a little bit. Calgary, Edmonton, Western Conference finals. It's going to be an all-Alberta special, and it's going to be Epic. Bring us back to the old days when it was Laney McDonald versus Wayne Gretzky. Those battles, super-duper fun. That's my number two bold prediction.
1: I like that. I hope we see that comes. And I don't think that's that bold. I think there's a solid chance we see that. It depends on how the, the final standings go, but I like those two teams. Um, which Which of those two teams do you see beating Colorado to get there?
0: Well, I don't know. Who, how the, Edmonton, either one? Yeah. Either of them. Well, either of them I think would have to. I don't know how the seedings are going to kind of work out, Tim. I I, I didn't work it that far out.
1: (laughs) For my next one, I I kind of did a little bit. Um, Sticking with the Atlantic, so I have the Bruins winning the division, as I just said. Two and three are going to be the Leafs and the Panthers. Bold prediction, the Leafs beat the Panthers, win a playoff round, get to the first second round for the first time in, I don't know, 27 years or whatever. Um, I just think – there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of attention happening in Florida. I don't think Kachuk's going to be enough. I think the Leafs finally advance. They will still lose in the second round, exposed by their goaltending. Matt Murray just is not the answer, unless they pick up like a Hellebuck or a Gibson or something. But yeah, the Leafs winning a playoff round this year against the Florida Panthers in round one is my next, my number three.
0: Hmm. Not that bold. Uh, it kind of is. You're mean, atomic bomb burning my mouth are just like, oh, this is nice. This is a nice little uptick in my mouth. It feels good. I like it. Not too spicy. All right. My, uh, you know I'll, I'll go with Toronto as well because I have a Toronto bold prediction because we love Toronto. We love talking about them. It's, it's just such a fun team to talk about. My bold prediction, and maybe this one isn't that bold either because people talk about it all the time. Toronto is going to struggle early, mightily. First month, first month and a half of the season, they'll be sniffing 500. Kyle Dubas is going to see his career is on the line. And the reasons they're going to struggle is Tavares is injured. His oblique, that's a bad injury to have. He's had it before. And like I said, he's a straw that stirs a drink in Toronto. So I think that injury is going to be big. New goalies, a, a, a big issue. Murray, san or who's the other guy they got from uh, Washington? Samson off. He yeah. sucks too got rid of Jack Campbell, got rid of Macchieff, went to Vancouver. You bring in Kale Yonkrock is he going to you know take over that spot? A couple of fourth-line guys, Abe Kubel, doesn't move the needle at all. They're going to struggle. They're going to struggle mightily. Dubas is going to panic, but panic rightfully so. This is his last season in Toronto if he doesn't make a big push in the playoffs. We're not talking one round. He has to make a push for the Stanley Cup. He will trade. Not Matt Murray. You're not going to get rid of that contract. He'll trade the other guy, who's Samsonov to the Detroit Red Wings for Alex Nadelkovich. I, I don't think Winnipeg will let, let go of Hellebuck. I feel like they're invested in him. I think they're going to go get Alex Nadelkovich. Detroit just get Billy Husso from St. Louis. They traded for him, so I think he is their guy now. Nadelkovich is a good goaltender, friend of the show, by the way. I think Toronto's familiar with him. They play Detroit quite a bit. I think they go and get him. A backup backup plan will be Allmark from Boston. One of those two guys, the Toronto Maple Leafs, will go and get. The team will turn around, Toronto will make a run, and they'll win a few rounds in the playoffs. That's my prediction, that they're going to suck for the first month and a half of this season. They're going to make a change in net, and then it's just going to be a complete 180, and away we go, because Matt Murray is going to be garbage. Absolute garbage. I, when I was researching this, the Red Wings traded for Ville Hustle. They got him for a third rounder. Then they turned around and signed him. For three years at four point seven five million dollars. Four point seven five for three years for him. Toronto was paying Matt Murray four point seven million dollars over two years. You could have traded for Villy Husso. It's just as a that's a any way you slice it, that is a bad deal. Would you rather have Husso or Matt Murray? Matt Murray won a cup four years ago, or Villy Husso, who just played the lights out for St. Louis last year. Who would you rather have between the pipes this year, Tim?
1: Yeah, Hussa, for sure.
0: It's I don't know what Dubis is thinking. I don't know what he's thinking. I know we had Matt Murray and Juniors and their buddies. Yeah, friends don't win Stanley Cups. Good goalies do. So anyways, that's my bold prediction. They're gonna trade for Nelkovich.
1: That's a creative one. I I never really had Najelkovich on my radar when uh Talking about goalies in the market. And, yeah, he'd be a great – that's a creative solution for for Toronto. I like that. I was thinking Mark
0: Varlamov is always there. I don't think Lou Lamorello is going to make a trade with Toronto. I just don't see it happening. There's some bad blood there. And then, yes, Hellebuck, everybody's talked about it, but I think the asking price might be too high for Toronto because he's just such – he's a stud. Same thing with Gibson. I don't think Gibson wants to come to Toronto, so I think Nadelkovic would be a good – Toronto doesn't need a great goalie. They need a, a good goalie. Matt Murray's not a good goalie. Number four already, Tim. We're cruising through these.
1: We are. um, This one, I think, is on the bolder side. So there are two players that have something to prove this year. Between injuries, between negative press, between on our show, we haven't been too kind to them. They are Jack Eichel and Tyler Sagan. Both age-wise, still in their prime, dealing with injuries. We haven't really seen either of them be at their best in a couple of seasons. I think this year they both, you know, independent of each other, Silence the haters and they're gonna they're going to combine for seventy-five goals com- between the two of them. So something around thirty-five to forty each. I think they're they're gonna be healthy, they're gonna stay in the ice, they're gonna produce, they're gonna prove people wrong, earn their contract, two of the highest played player in the leagues, players in the league. I think they're gonna turn the ship around this year and improve. silence the haters.
0: You think Sagan is still in his prime, thirty years old?
1: Age wise, I said, yeah. Age wise. It's yeah. a
0: prime a prime. What's the age? Range for you, for being in your prime?
1: I mean, it's later now. It's older now than it's ever been because of medicine and training and all that. So, I don't know. Like, 20 – it depends on the position, too. 25 to 31, something like that. What do you think, I feel like it's younger
0: now than it's ever been. Why? Just because the young kids are getting more chances, and they're better coming into the league. They just are so much more prepared coming into the NHL than they ever have been. You look at these kids stepping in like Moe Sider last year and all these younger kids, they come in and just take the league by storm. I don't know. 30 is a good number. I don't mind it. I would say the, the prime is 22 to 28 would be my prime years. That That's where I want you.
1: Uh, un, Unrelated, but but kind of related. Taylor Hall is likely to miss the start of the season, two for the Bruins.
0: There we go, Boston. Here we go. Jack Beth Edwards. Lewis. He thinks it's a good thing, Jack. Going to save him for the playoffs. It's a good thing. Bruins don't make the playoffs. There's a very real chance of that. If the Ottawa Senators can come into the season and gel right away, Bruins don't make the playoffs. The top three season. I don't know. That's your bold prediction. I don't want to dump on it anymore, but it's a bold one. All right, my number four. We will have a new leader in points this year. Connor McDavid has won. What's the, what's the trophy for a points leader?
1: What's uh i don't remember I don't not the heart yeah i don't
0: know i don't know what it is but we will have a new leader in total points this year and his name is jonathan huberto changing teams i think this year he has better line mates if that if that's crazy to say last year he predominantly played with sam bennett and anthony Duclair. they jumped around a little bit during the playoffs just because they were struggling and at near the end of the year they were you know, trying to put Claude Giroux in spots for the majority of last year, he played with Bennett and Duclair. This year, he gets to play with Lindholm and potentially Toffoli. We'll see how the right side works out. I I, I don't love Calgary's right side, but if Toffoli can be a serviceable right winger, keep up in the play, Lindholm was a lock for 40-plus goals again. That guy's a stud, and especially now, he gets to play with Huberto. Huberto finished with 115 last year. McDavid finished with 123. I could see a bump in Huberdeau's points, just being on Calgary. He's getting first-line minutes where last year. He didn't get first-line minutes. He played second-line minutes most of the season. So I think he plays a little bit more in the Calgary system. He gets first power play time. He's going to be playing with better line mates. It would not surprise me if he put up 125 points and leads the league in scoring. And that is my fourth bold prediction. Jonathan Huberdeau leads the league in points this year.
1: I like it. I like it. It's possible. He is the best passer that franchise has ever had. So, never had. Okay. All right. Last one,
0: Tim. Make it a spicy one.
1: Yes. This is a uh, President's Trophy prediction. The Edmonton Oilers (gasps) finished 11th last year with 100, I forget how many, 105 points maybe. Um, They are going to just click on another level. I think McDavid has got yet another level in them. Then you got a full season with the chemistry with Evander Kane, the best goalie they've had in a long time with Jack Campbell. And the, this kid, Dylan Holloway, the rookie, played one game in the playoffs last year. He's going to make his debut. If he makes the team, he's doing some flashy things on the preseason ice. I think this team is more well-rounded than they've been. They're more seasoned now with the, the playoff experience. I think they're going to really turn some heads. I think they have potential to do something special. So that's my bold prediction number five is that they win it. the 56 wins in the President's Trophy.
0: That's bold. I like it. They're in the garbage Pacific division, so they'll have easy, easy teams to play against for half their schedule. I could see that. I could honestly see that. I I like that. That's a bold prediction. That's a very bold one, Tim. I like it. All right. I got two for my last one. I doubled up. Is that okay? Can I do that?
1: I'll allow it. Yep.
0: Staying in the Pacific, this is a, a quick one, a minor one. Eric Carlson will get more than 50 points this season. I think Brent Burns not being there, I think him just being the guy on that blue line again, he will revert back to former Eric Carlson ways, and he'll lead the defense in scoring. He'll be on the first power play team unit, and he, he's just going to just be the Eric Carlson of old. Now, mind you, he needs to stay healthy. Much like he was in New Jersey, if he stays healthy, he's going to do good things. He needs to stay healthy. Last year, he got 35 points in 50 games, so it's not so far-fetched that he would get 50 in 82. But looking back his last three or four or five years, he hasn't had 62 points since 2017-2018. Years after that, he got 45, 40, 22, 35. He still he hasn't played a full season, though. There's that caveat. If he can stay healthy, would not surprise me if he got 50, 60, even 70 points. Eric Carlson for the San Jose Sharks. That's you one. say?
1: Okay, wait, real quick. Leads yeah. defenseman in points in the league or on his team?
0: On his team. Let's okay. not go too far, but he he is the top dog for the San Jose Sharks. He's not going to okay. outpace Hedman and Yossi and Makar and those guys and even Shabbat Shalom and Otto. All right, right, my last one. Patrick Kane's getting traded. Everybody knows that. Where he gets traded, I'm going to tell you right now, Tim.
1: Boston
0: Bruins. I wanted to say he was going to get traded to the New York Rangers. He fits there. The Rangers have a garbage right wing setup. Nobody can really play with their top end guys. Their left wing is set, their center situation is set. They don't have anybody on the right side. Kane would slot in nicely, either on the first or second line with Zabinajad, Kreider, Trochik, Panarin, even Lafrenier or Kako. He, well, I know Cockwell's right wing, but he hasn't panned out. He's part of the, the Chittle-Cockwell-Frenier line potentially, but he would slot in nicely. They have two first-rounders this season thanks to a oh, weird trade by the Rangers with the Dallas Stars. They gave him Nils Lindgren or something and picked up a first-rounder. I don't think he's going to the Rangers. I don't think he's going to Toronto. I don't think he's going to all these teams he's linked to. I think Patrick Kane will waive his no-move clause and be traded to the Calgary Flames – before the trade deadline. I think he's going to slot it on the right side. He's going to play with Jonathan Huberto, Hampus Lindholm, and Patrick Kane to form form the best line in hockey. And Calgary will go on to win the Stanley Cup.
1: Wow. I think Kane gets traded
0: to the Calgary Flames before the deadline. That's my last bold prediction.
1: That is bold. That is bold. And that's the that's team you would think he would go to? He'd wait for?
0: I think he would go to a handful of teams. I think he goes to the Rangers. I think he would go to... Colorado. I think he would go to Calgary. I think he would go to a, a bunch of teams. He's going to go to a team that has a chance to win the Stanley Cup. And this year, I think it's a little more wide open than years past. So I do think he goes to Calgary and I think, gosh, they win a Stanley Cup. I like me some Calgary Flames, much like last year. I think they got rid of some trash. Good drone and chuck. I'm saying that as a joke, everybody. They're great players, but I, I just like, I like what Treveling's done this year. Is that how you say his name? Traveling. Traveling revealing, Trevoring. whatever. I like what the GM did this offseason. So that that's my last one. Evander or Patrick Kane goes to the Calgary Flames. How fun would that be? Kane versus Kane in the Western Conference final. So fun. That's it, Tim.
1: I like that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's I, all we got. I, I could hope that happens. Yeah. Do we got Before, anything else? Yeah, one more thing. Uh major contract renewal came in across our desk this afternoon. Did you see this? New York yeah. Islanders? No. Nope. Matt Barzal signed an extension. Eight years, 9.125, I think. So he's getting paid, 9.15. Um, he has one more season where with 7 mil, um, and then next year he's going to kick in that new deal. Now, I have his numbers in front of me. He's a good player. We talked about whether he could be like a franchise, be that guy for a team. He has not surpassed 22, 20 goals since his rookie year when he scored 22 goals, 85 points um last year 15 goals 44 assists 59 points in 73 games he is not produced like crazy now i know the islanders haven't had a lot of talent around him he hasn't played with like top tier guys but that's a lot of money to commit to a guy that is he's like a 65 70 point player at his best so yeah i don't know what's your take on this extension
0: bad contract it's a bad contract. I, I don't like it. We, we, we said this last year when the Islanders were sputtering and trying to find out who they were. They have an aging team. You sign this guy's to how many years? Eight years?
1: Eight years. Oh,
0: it's ugly. It's an ugly deal for the Islanders. I think they panicked. He was going to be a UFA after this year. Caps going up. They're thinking they're going to lock him in long term. This is going to be a good contract in three years when the cap raises. This is a bu- This is an ugly one. This is a bust. He's a good player. But you just mentioned it. He, he's he's not your guy. You're like, he's my franchise player. When he first came into the league, yeah, 85 points, 82 games. This is exciting. Matt Barzal, look, at he's in the he's fastest skater in the All-Star game. Everything's great. He's a new shiny toy. Let's do him. Put him everywhere. It's fun. Chink started to show in the armor. He's not the guy. He's not the guy that they need. He's a good – he might be a point-per-game guy at some point. He hasn't been the last four years. They give him every chance to succeed. So, uh, I don't know. It's it's a lot of money, Tim. It's a lot of money to a guy who's playing on a team who missed the playoffs last year. And the average well, age on this team is like 100 years old.
1: Yeah, that's part of it. So, you've got Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, Bailey, all over 30. Pajos 29. Palmieri is 31. Bavilia is young, but, again, he hasn't quite panned out the way he did the first year two years, two seasons ago. It's like it, – what, what are you building? What are you working toward with this group? And, like, who are you going to surround him by that is going to be worth that kind of money? Because so far he's not. And it's just – it's hard to see. They have some some big contracts that are locked up. I don't know where this goes. What does this look like two years from now?
0: Bad. Not good. Their fourth line is all 35 years old. They bring in Romanov, good young defenseman. It's Ilya Sorokin, their goaltender, who everybody thinks is this good young stud, he's 27 years old. He's not, he's not 22. He's not Shosturkin from the Rangers. He's 27 years old. He he played a bunch overseas before he came over to the USA. Like, he was in the Russian K, what's a KHL, for a while. So, he's not this spring chicken. So, I, I just don't get it. I don't get when GMs do this. So, yeah. Good for Barzal making a ton of money. Good for him. But, anyways, everybody, anything else, Tim?
1: No, no. This is fun.
0: All right, everybody. Well, let us know what you think about our predictions. Let us know some of your bold predictions in the comments section. We will talk to you guys later this week. Cheers.